so creation may come and we must only let it and remember that the only thing is that's real is right here Vipassana was a really nice experience I went through a lot during it and it was honestly I would say one of the hardest experiences of my life just imagine sitting down more or less 10 hours in a day meditating and you're following specific instructions they take you step by step through it you're not left to your own self you're not alone you're really not alone uh, when you do it and you really see that you know there was a hundred people maybe almost um, in the meditation hall at the end of the day um, three people left before the end of the 10 days which is fair enough you know some people just don't or can't it's fine they're suffering you know um before the course if i was like like during the course when i knew they left i was like oh you know you could have just done three more days by the end of the course i was like yeah but you don't know what they're going through you know you don't know what they went through there you don't know what triggered them you don't know what's coming up for them you don't know how tough it is for them you don't know any of that you only know how tough it is for you and it was really tough uh really creates this kind of crazy empathy because you're 100 people sitting there not talking to each other you're not allowed to talk to anyone but two course managers that are here to help out if there's anything and the teacher well you can ask questions too and i've asked him a couple of questions so all in all it's so lovely um just the idea that it's so simple what you're doing you're just sitting there trying to remember that your head is generating all this stuff but what's real is this sensation of, of breath, of feeling right here, right now. And coming back to it as often as you can, you know, and without without the hate, without the judgment, without the craving, without the aversion, without wanting a certain feeling, uh, without wanting to avoid a certain feeling, by just letting it all present itself to you in the ever-passing moment, because the moment's always passing, right? Um, and you see that, really, like, within a single day how the things that I thought about how my mood was how I felt in the morning meditation compared to after breakfast compared to after lunch compared to in the evening and when we go on walks or when I feel this way or when this small thing happens that stays with you for some reason you know during the course like um, I asked a certain question how it was answered by the teacher uh, or this one time I there was there was a list on the door that you would put your name on if you had any questions so I had my name on it and we did our questions I was the first to leave and I knew that they wrote down the list of all the names there and someone was going to come wipe the list again and put that it's the next day you can ask questions and whoever puts their name there goes the next day usually they wipe it before um, they leave the room and go to the question hall but this time they didn't so i wiped it and i put my name so i was like yeah no one's talking this is how they do the system i know how it is and i'm a part of it so let me just do it it's fine and i did it and i wiped my my the list put my name and i'm telling you now there was zero consequences to this action you know it was actually good the next day i went i did my questions we had a good chat and i left and that was it but afterwards we had maybe four more hours of meditation and a lot of what was rising up for me was how they might be thinking oh look at this dude how he 
did something he shouldn't have, that it wasn't his job or his responsibility, that he he thinks he owns this place already, like, whatever. All this random stuff that you think they're judging you for, you know? And you're hurting yourself so much for it. Me, I'm hurting myself so much for it. And uh, I was thinking, like, what would have been smarter to just wait another hour, they would have wiped the list, and then I would have written my name. Or maybe tomorrow isn't a day for questions, and I did that, and I made other people think that they had questions, or they could ask something, even though tomorrow you can't ask questions. Or what are they going to come and tell me later? And I would be thinking this while both of, like, the course managers and the teacher are both um, ahead of me in the rows, in the hall, meditating like crazy for two hours straight, you know? And all the principles that they abide by are trying to find understanding for people to have mitkiful, to have uh, this empathy, to feel with other people. Mitkiful means with and feeling. Um, so to be with the feeling of other people. And so I felt this fear and this noise and this everything inside of me, and it was hurt. I was hurting myself inside for it. You know, you start. I really saw at least this part in me. That was, uh, whatever anything happened, there was a part in me attacking, whether I knew it or not, uh, a core of me, you know, attacking, attacking, punishing myself for whatever out there is happening, you know, and what's out there that's happening that's worth me hurting this part of myself so much when it's in my hands to hurt it or not, you know, how much am I going to keep punishing myself for all these things, right? That's something uh, that I saw, I think, and I feel, like, right now. Who knows what I'll feel in an hour or tomorrow. This is how I feel right now. And this is what I need to bring myself to every time. And be okay when it moves into the next thing and the next thing. And just be there, always and allow. Um, without the crazy attachment of really, really liking a feeling enough to really feel afraid of seeing it go or really feel uh, the need to prolong it as much as possible and to get them, get make it more, make it incredible, creating layers and layers of it, of what, it's in, what is in front of you in your mind so that it loses any real substance in that case and you end up hurting yourself more by living in that fantasy, you know, while the thing is happening. So really, you sit there 10 hours a day, two hours in the morning, breakfast, and then an hour together, 15-minute break, and then two more hours almost, and then lunch. And after lunch, you had the chance to ask questions. Um, Usually you had five to ten minutes if you wrote your name down, and um, then it's an hour together again. Sorry, then it's an hour and a half alone. I, I often got that wrong. Because after lunch and questions from between 1 and uh, 2.30, it was your time to meditate. The first four or five days, I always thought, oh, now after lunch, we're going to meditate together. So I would go in like with this crazy energy and then realize, oh, everyone is just chilling, meditating on their own. And then I would lose <laughs> lose a bit of momentum. But then at 2.30 till 3.30, we meditate together. And then from 3.30 till 5 we meditated some more. Usually between every hour we meditated together, there was always a 15-minute break after. And then um, 
yeah, we had at the end of the day at 5 p.m. We had the opportunity to have tea and some fruit for the new students, but all students. So now I'm going to be an old student, not allowed to have uh, fruit. I'm just allowed to have tea or lemon water. But every evening I had like three, three bananas, one orange and uh, a tea and like lemon with like one day. One of like the days I had like a crazy breakthrough, actually, I would say. I drank too much lemon. <laughs> I drank way too much lemon. I thought I was going to hurt myself. But I just uh, stayed with the moment, you know. Um, yeah, afterwards, after that, uh, was from 6 till 7, we had uh, meditation together. Again, an hour. And then afterwards, we had this course where the teacher, not the teacher, but like a recording of another teacher that's like uh, supposed to be, he's called um, Goenka. Goenka. And we had a German translation for that. And I just decided the day I came, it's like, I'm going to do this entire thing in German. I don't want to do it in English. And I'm glad for it. I ended up taking all the discourse material, uh, which was almost an hour and 15 minutes, 20 minutes every day purely in German, uh, learning all these words and explanations and everything in German about something I care about a lot. And it was well done. I don't regret that. And it gave me a really nice experience. And it's not like it's the last time I'm going to do this. So, uh, sorry about that. After this course, we did like another half hour meditation, maybe 20 minutes, and then we went to bed. A lot of the times uh, I wanted to stay after that, but I wasn't allowed to because um, at that point, the teacher or assistant teacher, they called them, uh, was talking, would, would talk to the servers, people who have done courses before who come and help out. Uh, also, they don't talk to you. They meditate a lot and they make the food, prepare things for you, stuff like that, clean things if they need to. Uh, also voluntarily, they don't, no one gets money out of this from the people sitting there, you know, which is really nice. I think you're really there to help people these 10 days to really you stay in, in silence from, from isolated from the world, all the things you think you need to go and take care of and fix and all of that. I had so much on my mind up until that point. Um, I was in Poland, you know, for that month. And even while I was in Poland, knowing that I'm registered and accepted and I'm going to go, I didn't know I was going to go. I don't know what would have happened, what would have came up, uh, what barriers would have just uh, popped up at any point. And on the last days, you know, I was on Friday, I was uh, going to Amsterdam on, on like Wednesday night, I started feeling really sick and then on the 8th of October I went to Amsterdam on a Friday and then I had Saturday, Sunday and Monday I went to a city called Bonn in Germany and then I went to to the course on uh, on Tuesday in the morning. And I felt sick up until the night of Monday, so the day before I went to the course. And then that morning I, I just slept so well and I woke up so refreshed and I just went feeling great. Uh, but I, I, honestly, like for six, seven days, I was feeling like I caught something and I have to just be okay with it and keep going. And up until the last day, I was thinking I, I should go home. I should go find a job. I should uh, take care of this with my housemates. We had a small fight right before I arrived to the center on text message, really, really small. 
fight like nothing even worth anything um but i i was not in the greatest mood being sick and leaving amsterdam and i had a bit of coffee so i was just like irritated so i just uh answered very quickly very rashly and that got people a bit off you know which i understand uh so i went into vipassana and i was there now that i was there i was going to stay the 10 days but i didn't know i was going to be there until i was really there you know and i was there and all these thoughts that burn into your mind of the outside world of how i should do this with this person try to do this when i'm picking up women uh how i should your brain starts trying to optimize fantasies that aren't real you know um at least mind it and you i saw all of this rubbish come in thinking about this and that and that and things i can't even describe in words i was thinking about like how your thoughts really jump around to this thing and then that thing and then goes around again and you find yourself so fucking far away and then you notice that immediately it doesn't matter what that was a good thought bad thought makes you feel good makes you feel bad with the same equanimity just observing objectively be like okay this happened go back to breath the only thing that's real is that i am feeling my breath coming in and out right here and right now right now while i'm speaking i remind myself the only thing that's real is that i'm sitting down on this chair i'm feeling my weight on this chair my legs on the table not the table the floor uh, my elbows um, and my arm on the chair sorry on the table <laughs> and uh, the vibration maybe of, of air and sound in my throat you know all of this i'm breathing i'm real i'm here and this is real and this is what's happening and you have to keep coming back to that you know you have to just keep remembering i'm i'm here i'm here i'm here without the hurt without the craving without the suffering you know uh you look at sensations you really see them for what they are instead of attaching your brain to them and and multiplying them you just look at them and let them be what they are and as everything is what it is everything passes everything is movement everything is a passing moment that you can see um in all of your sensations and beings um and being in states and everything you let it pass just like everything else even if it lasts for a long time even if it feels like it'll last forever i am not trying to get rid of this feeling strongly i am not trying to attach this feeling strongly it is it is but it will pass and it's fine um I wanted to scream and shout on the first and second and third day. I was really angry. I was really, I was inside fucking angry. I was really just angry. Uh, aside from the fact that you can't move so much and you're not allowed to exercise, like there's no outlet. There's no, you can't talk, you can't write, you can't exercise. There's no direction you can just put this energy away for a second to go to the other thing you can't do that the charge it stays in you the charge does not go away the charge remains and you have to see this charge you know for what it is not really specifically by really looking at it but just being so on a day we had to meditate without moving it's called the sitting of strong determination so for one hour 
no movement. And I sat there that one hour and I was like, this is the first time I'm doing one hour of no movement after almost three days of pure 10 hour meditation. Uh, so they prepare you, you know, for it. And I sat there and I was like, for this hour, no matter what, I'm just not going to move at least the first time, you know, uh, because sometimes if something hurts a lot or really you reach a point where you really can't keep sitting then it's fine to move you know move but i this first time i was gonna do it so i was feeling like wow i want to destroy this entire place i want to go out into the into the we had a nice walkway in the forest some chairs a lot of things uh, and i just wanted to go and, and run and shout I wanted to take the chairs and throw them all away. I wanted to. I was so full of every kind of anger I've ever felt in my life. Deep, 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 deep inside. I'm feeling it through my entire body. And I was breathing really loud. Because it's the only thing I could do, you know. So I was like... Just all of a sudden taking a huge, huge, huge breath through my nose. Or if I see that my brain went too far thinking about something different, I need to be present. And I take like a really loud breath. And then like when I'm at the point of anger, that's insane. I would go. I would really let it out. And I need to wipe my nose now. I could feel, I could really feel the rage <laughs> through my nostrils, you know. And sometimes, sometimes when I did those really loud breaths, I felt like I need to breathe really deeply right now, not just for me, but for everyone here in the hall. It's not just for me. Like, I really had that feeling like that because your eyes are closed. You're not allowed to open your eyes or arms or legs. And all you hear are these like, sometimes really clean silence sometimes a real clean nice silence but very often you hear other people breathing a little bit here a little bit there some sniff here and then like a sneeze across the room and a cough uh on the other side one time which i wanted to laugh really loud um a guy from the left so guys and girls are split during this thing you're not with guys or girls um with girls uh, but the meditation hall was split into two sides and you had the males on the left side and the females on the right side so we weren't interacting but during meditation hours we were sharing the same room uh, on the other side so on on my front left and on the front right of the at least that's what it felt like on the female side to a guy and a girl they sneezed at the same exact time and i just wanted to crack the fuck up <laughs> i wanted to just laugh but i held it um and i was like in each uh, passing moment it's fine there's alignments and passing moments and then there's randomness and, and it's all a part of all of it it's fine uh so i was breathing crazy i wanted i was really angry sometimes i wanted to, i felt like i was breathing into the entire room because you feel like there was a crazy silence going on and I felt like my mind was going in weird places and I couldn't help it. 
And I felt like I need to breathe in some awareness into this place. <laughs> and it's it's not like so much in words, but in feelings as well. And it's like, I and it comes. And then I after I breathe, I start hearing a wave of more sound around, like some, some breath, some stuff, some whatever. So on the fifth day or sixth day, I go to the teacher. I don't remember what I asked him. I asked him... Uh, Maybe something about the technique, something about uh, what is the center of control. Uh, I asked him what that was. Uh, he didn't have such a... He, he just you know said something along the lines of uh, there is no center of control. It's just the observing part uh, has to have a certain quality, which is the non-attachment quality of equanimity, of observing objectively. And as long as you keep cultivating that, the action and control aligns, you know, at least like I'm paraphrasing how I would say it, but uh, something along those lines. I don't know what else I asked or if it was that they asked that questions because you can't write down your questions. It was a bit frustrating too. You had to just be in the moment with the teacher and see what happens too as well. So that was something. And then he was like, yeah, because like you're giving it uh, really hard in the meditation uh, session. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, your breath is like the loudest in the room. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, sorry about that. He's like, no, don't don't apologize. I'm not trying to t tell you you did something wrong or for you to apologize. Don't apologize. It's just that when you breathe, it's like every, everyone hears it. Let me just tell you that already. And it's like you're the epi epicenter of the room. So I, I, after leaving the room, I was just laughing really hard to myself. Um, but as well, he told me that a lot of people, um, some people actually told him that sometimes there's this person breathing really loud and I don't know how to focus on my meditation. And he would tell them, he told me, that they are... The noise isn't... The noise isn't intruding on their meditation it's them that is or are it's them that are intruding and interrupting the sound so the sound isn't interrupting their meditation it's them interrupting the sound he explained that to me in german and afterwards i i really had to sit with that you know and be like how often are there sounds around me that i go to and stay with because they piss me off and i'm like oh, how much this sound pisses me off you know instead of tracing back and being exactly where I am and seeing that sound as just a part of the orchestra of everything that's happening, you know? Instead of going to it and making it so much more and really interrupting it in that sense. So I told him, you know, I, I don't want to bother anyone. It's just that I felt sometimes that I, I'm doing it from love. I felt like I was giving it to the hall and stuff. He's like, don't worry about it. I just, just try to be more conscious of it. Some people do get bothered. For me, it's really not a problem. I was like, fine. So after that, I had to like, we ha I had an hour to walk around and think. And uh, I'm really not sure if it was the day I asked about the center of control or the day earlier, but maybe it was that day. I don't quite remember. You know, 10 days, every day feels very distinct, but they do end up passing quickly and blending into each other. Um... So I did have to think about that, and during meditation, your brain will really go to anything to think about. So every time I wanted to breathe deeply, that again popped up, and I, I was more conscious of it. But uh, anyways, just your brain will always, at least mine, just at that point, was always bringing up, you know, anything that could be brought up, really. Um, 
because you're sitting there you're really sitting with it you're really sitting with your brain you're not you're not moving you're really just you and the reality of the physical construct the construct of the physicality that you're seeing right now and remembering that there is no separation between you and the physical reality it's just you the physical reality right here and right now is the only real thing you can understand this at the intellectual level you know me saying it right now maybe you're listening to this and you're like oh makes sense or doesn't make sense or whatever but you only really like feel it and know it when you experience it on that experiential level where you're like oh <laughs> that's how that is okay but being able to talk about it and identifying with it and, and being like oh uh, this idea is very important and it's mine then you corrupt it you know and then you're not in reality anymore because i'm sitting in this in this room with a hundred people, all of us, our minds going wild in a million directions. We're trying to tame that a bit, see it, and we're all suffering through it. None of us is not suffering. None of us is sitting there going like, oh, this is like... Uh... At some point, I found joy in it. At some point, I was like, this is this is fun. Some days, I found really a lot of fun in it without attaching to it, just thinking... Just the idea that I can be here right now, focusing on breath, seeing all this reality of existence popping up, uh, there's joy in that. There's like a lot of action, actually. And your brain tends to want to jump, you know, to all of these different things. Um, where it's most interesting, you know, it's trying to find the most interesting thing actually to attach to and think through and, and whatever else. But you're here, you're here. So everyone is fighting. None of us weren't fighting. We were just the fact that we were sitting there for an hour, not moving. Every single fucking one of us was fighting the fight, the good fight, um, and staying with it. So I really had by the end of it, you're not speaking to anyone else, but you see them. Uh, you don't know what to understand from what they're going through because you can't talk, and because you can't talk, you can't influence each other's trips so much too because. I'm going through my experience, you're going through yours. If you were telling me about yours, I'll start comparing and thinking about how you're going through yours and mine is this and that's something else your brain is going to think about that's going to remove you from being able to go layers and layers deeper in yourself, you know, which is the point. Uh, so you see them, you, you see that... It's weird. It's really weird. It was pure, pure suffering coming up, I think, for everyone. And at some point, because you're going through it and they're going through it, everyone's going through it, you have such crazy empathy for everyone that they're letting themselves go through this and how much respect you have for it, you know? And you come back to the real world at some point. I was thinking so much, planning this and that and that and this, and it's so nice to leave the brain to find its solutions on its own while you just remember it to be here as often as possible you know it's not like i have to take an active role in directing my thoughts so much uh, of course you can it's not like i'm gonna stop writing or trying to journal or ask myself certain questions oh. but there's something very liberating about knowing that all of that is just layers i keep telling myself and the reality is here and now and I'm really fine.
Um, this constant feeling of wanting to reach, of wanting to be somewhere else. Uh, all this pain and suffering, you know, I create for myself. And really seeing it, really being with it, uh, was lovely. Some days I woke up late. You're supposed to wake up at four thirty and start medit. You're supposed to wake up at f between four and four thirty, and then you're supposed to meditate between four thirty and six thirty before breakfast. Six thirty. Um, I think three or four days I ended up waking between five thirty and six thirty. Strong, <laughs> without hearing any alarms. There was a gong in the room that was ringing at every meditation point. It was really nice, like they had an entire sound system to the entire conference, which is sick, I think. And uh, you hear the gong in the room, but I didn't hear it for three or four nights. And I felt so refreshed. I was sleeping like crazy, having crazy dreams, having uh, interesting dreams. Speaking in my sleep, I was speaking in my sleep a lot. Uh, my roommate, I was staying with one other guy, he confirmed that to me on the last day where we could speak together. Sorry. Um, and he he told me, yeah, like he was wearing earplugs, but every, every other night he would wake up to me saying something. <laughs> I only woke up to myself saying something that first night. Uh, so it really, really helps you dig into yourself because there's no new input and all the old out, uh, input or the things in you, they're being outputted just for you to observe them and let them go. Uh, so there's just this a lot of washing that happens in the head of how I was so attached to this thing, thinking that this thing is going to make me feel peace if I do it this exact way. How if I did this thing this exact way, I would I would get peace. How if I did that thing that way, I would get peace. All of it. And uh, you think of everything that you think you're thinking about, you know, it's crazy. And some thoughts I thought about for maybe that wouldn't leave my mind for four hours straight. Um, other thoughts would just pop up. I would know them or have have seen them before and they would go away. I would be, like the amount of stuff my head went through during those days is insane. I could have by the end of it I was like I could do with three or four more days actually. I think like that would be that would get me to a clean stage that I really see. But you I was only there for ten, so I had what I had. And I accept it, you know, and it's fine. Uh, but I'll do, I'll try to do one next year and the year after. And the year after that, I want to do a 20 day one one day. And I saw, I can now, um, you can technically do one every three months, uh, every three, six months. But um, to do a 20 day one, you need to have done five, 10 days and served at least once. So be one of the servers and do some other type of course called Satipatu something, I'm not sure. So I can't or won't probably do a 20 day one for a long time, which is fine. Uh, yeah, being able to sit with that, 
being able to feel it. Reality is here, I'm here. The people I met afterwards uh, from it, some of them were interesting, others were a bit weird. But hey, it is what it is. And now to just continue the practice. They don't leave you hanging. They tell you everything you need to, to do. Just trust that. They're really, their instructions are really simple. And to have trust in them is difficult because you're so much in your head, right? It's easy to think that you're doing something wrong or to... But the principles are really simple. Coming back, starting again, coming back, starting again, trusting and not judging and hurting for those diversions, for those going here and detour, there, all of it. It's fine. Coming back, coming back, coming back. So coming back is such a strong principle. And as things pass, it is what it is. Really. Food was good. I have to admit, it's all free. Food was uh, really good. Vegetarian. Makes you really think about, you know, uh, how painful meat is. The reality of it. Um, how we're generating so much meat through the pain of uh, conscious beings, animals. Not as conscious as us. Uh, but very, very aware of, of what pain is, of, of all these things. They're feeling it. You can't deny that. There's so much pain behind it. And I don't want to have so much to do with that pain. Simply. I don't want to have so much to do with that pain. Um... I was I came back the other day so in Vipassana you're not allowed to lie, steal, kill, do anything um sexual. You have to abstain from any anything sexual. I think the fifth one was not to talk and to maintain inner and to maintain noble silence. I think might be might be wrong. Um so not killing anything was also interesting. I was in Poland Every time there was an, an insect in my room, I would wait until it comes on my laptop screen and then kill it because I would have turned off the lights or something. It was a very small space and I didn't want there to be crazy mosquitoes and everything. And every time I killed one, I felt like a part of my soul died, like literally, because <laughs> I'm taking life. And it's, it's really real that you're taking life with intention. I want to kill this. Bam. Kill it. And when I came back here, I was sitting on my laptop, a mouse, and there was this small fruit fly or whatever flying around, going around calm, chilling, it chilled on the mouse a bit. Then I like was moving the mouse, and I used the laptop, started flying around, really calm, doing nothing, just chilling, it's doing its thing, you know? And I looked at it and I was like, why am I, why would I have, why would I ever have the urge to be like, oh, this is my space, this thing should be killed immediately, and then focus all the energy I have in me to kill this small creature, you know, wait for it to land on the right, ah, I killed it, I'm so fucking awesome, I'm so fast, I'm faster than you, 
just take its life on. It's just chilling, you know, it's just calm. It's not doing anything. Um, so I just let it chill. And at some point I was like very much into a game I was playing and it was flying around and it was flying towards my face. And I was so, I was so in the moment that I just saw it flying towards my mouth, literally. And I, without thinking about it, just blew a puff of air. And then it just like danced around in a circle, flew the other direction. And I was like, that was so beautiful what just happened. So nice, you know. I didn't have to feel out of it or anything like that. It was just, it's doing its thing, it's coming this way, understood it can't come this way without so much understanding really or words just and then flew away. I don't know where it is right now. I don't remember. I, I don't open my window so much since, you know, but uh, I don't see it anymore. But why, like, this instinct that first arises, I have to hurt. I have to. We're hurting so much ourselves, you know. So much pain here inside. I'm, I'm tapping my chest, my heart area right now. So much, so much fucking pain that was coming there so much hate so much anger over there over here and it feels raw it feels like a scar like a wound opened here and it's still clean and it's it's not it hasn't closed yet you know it's open i'm happy to see it open i don't know how long i'll feel this way but um in the last day of the meditations i was just I was there and I was uh, thinking about all the love I could I could give but at that moment I genuinely did not feel like I could give love right now I'm hurt I'm just healing from a big wound I can't give love right now you know because you have to do something called metta at the end of a vipassana session vipassana means to see truth to see reality to see things as they are purely uh, and that's what you cultivate with the practice and it's all about the cultivation you're not you're not trying to achieve anything on this eighth day i think because you feel like oh i don't have so much time i have to rush i went and i spoke to the teacher and i said something along the lines of I'm doing the technique like this. I feel this way. What am I doing wrong? With He's like, dude, you're doing everything right. Focus on feeling what you're feeling. But most important thing I can tell you right now, don't try to achieve a certain result. And I was like, word. <laughs> I was like, word, homie. Cool. I was, I was very cool with him. And I left and I was like, awesome. I'm just going to continue. Why am I trying to think I can reach a stage? I know this. Um, continue. So he was very blunt and straightforward with me. I don't, th I don't imagine he was like that with other students, you know. But I guess you see from a person how they are. But to go back to the meta, the meta is love and kindness. Is by the end of it, just wanting to spread that idea of of love to all conscious beings, any being that can be happy. Hopefully, one day they they shall be happy. Uh, and hopefully the world can share in my happiness right now, in my peace, in my merits, 
and feel what I'm feeling and, and live it. I, and I've thought that often in one way or another. Like, I wish people were as calm as I am or, or some shit like that. But that last day, I couldn't. I had an interesting dream. I don't want to talk about it. But I was hurt. I cried a tiny bit, like just a few tears I let come take me and I felt them. And then he said something along the lines, Gwenka giving us the guidance. He's like, if you see a trace, a trace, a trace of hate or anger or pain in you, just even a trace, then how can you give your love to, to the world? Then you continue the practice until you see that love and then then you can allow yourself to give it to the world. But if you are hurt, if you have anger, then how are you going to give it to the world? So I was there and I don't know if I felt anger. Maybe maybe I had I felt a trace of hate, a trace of hate, uh, something in a direction. And mostly I felt hurt. And I had just cried a bit. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna give love right now. I can't give love right now. I genuinely can't give love right now. So I just sat there, focused on the meditation, hearing Goenka speak, hearing he starts singing at some point. So you you hear vibrations from him, and I have all of these people around me doing the same thing and trying to find love in themselves. And I'm sitting there these 10 days, all this generosity, free accommodation, free food, just love and kindness from these people who also just want to remove all of this this unnecessary noise that happens in themselves and have some successfully done so to a degree, cultivated that. Not, not It's something you cultivate, you build. It's not something that's just there. And it also is, you see, as you build it, that it's there. But I just felt loved then I felt the love come into me. All these vibrations, all of this singing, all of these people breathing, all of me sitting here in my body, I let myself be hurt and I let myself be loved while I was hurt like that. And I accepted it so completely, not thinking like, oh, why can't I give love right now? Oh, why can't I whatever? Uh, all of that is just another reason to hurt. You know, you don't want that. No one wants that and no one should do that to themselves ever. It's really just unnecessary hurt. It could really be done without, you know, whatever it is you're doing to yourself. So I accepted, felt the surge. I let myself be in it, looked at my hate, looked at my hurt, looked at my love, looked and looked and looked and was okay. The meditation was over, and we could go. We could talk to other people now. I spoke to a guy that I saw on the first day across my room. Felt like he was a really decent guy. I went up and told him, hey man, you look like a decent dude. He laughed. We talked a bit. Also seems to be my age. He teaches primary school as a substitute teacher. I think he's 24, 25. And he's teaching uh, six-year-olds, ten-year-olds, eleven-year-olds. 
And so he has a really strong child in him. So I spoke to him. Coming out of all that love, I really didn't feel like, oh, I want to just keep telling this person what I went through. I came out with it knowing again more clearly how it's so much more interesting for me to know what other people experienced more than what I'm experiencing, just to put it in words and lay it on them, you know? So he told me about his experience and his eyes were like so fresh and he was so full of like, we're all out of 90, 100 hours of meditation, you know? So that in itself has has such a strong effect on the self of how genuine you are and the truth you come you come out into and through so such a sick experience honestly i would recommend it to, to anyone that could and would do it it's for free you have to just apply three months in advance of the course registrations open for like three hours you put in your application and randomly out of everyone who applies you get picked or put on a waiting list and if you get picked awesome if you don't you apply to the next one they happen like every two weeks i think every 10 days basically almost except like so they so they do like three four courses in a row and then take a month off maybe three four courses in a row and then almost a month off doing other things uh check the website let me just pull out the website it's called dhamma.org dhamma written d-h-a-m-m-a dot org dhamma with an h uh, if you just go through the recording again find the spelling I could write it in the description I want to see if there's one in, in Israel so if I have family who could go yeah they do one in Israel in English and Hebrew it's so cool because I want my uncle to go you start thinking that I was thinking that like thinking oh how this person should do it that person should do it why haven't I done this before um, you just want to spread the love uh, thinking about this and that and that so much more that happened in those 10 days than I can say here in one hour but uh, it's definitely worth it just to see the thoughts I went through uh, in a day I reached stages where within a day my brain would feel like it can't see anything else like I reached the wall but then you have six more hours of meditation ahead of you. And then by the end of the day, it feels like my brain opened up in a crazy new space. I went to the teacher on the first day. I told him I feel that hate. And he said, that's good. Good that you feel it. On the first uh, first day we could ask, I was like, I told him, I just feel like crazy, crazy hate and anger. And he was, uh, he just smiled, said, that's really good. It's fine. Uh, I felt that too when I was uh, younger doing this. Another time I went to him and said, I 
could concentrate on my breath for a long time, but now I just can't. My brain isn't, doesn't want. He told me something like, it's like a shovel digging through ground. And at this point, you reached a stage where you reached bottom ground. You can't hit anymore. Just try to dig whatever is left. And you'll see what happens then. Just continue the practice. And I was fine. I was glad I got to talk to him. You know, he was he was genuine. Give it to me clean. Sometimes I felt like if I were a guru, at least not. But if I were, I would... Because sometimes I used to tell him something. And instead of feeling like he understood me, he would just throw answers my way, you know. And I'd be like, no, no, but let me repeat the question. Doesn't seem you understood me right, or maybe I didn't explain it properly, you know, because I am speaking German. And I would say it again, and then he'd be like, oh. Um, me, I would, I think I would generally try to dig from the person more about what their understanding of their situation is and just spin it so that they see it for themselves how they need to instead of just hearing it immediately and being like oh bam so yeah it's life uh ups and downs even within a single day sometimes i felt very energetic other times a lot uh, weaker or a lot uh, less eager or on the eighth or ninth day, I was just uh, daydreaming about what I'm gonna eat when I'm back. This and that and that, because they tell you like the <laughs> the your desires, your things, the things you're attached to, they keep coming up at that point, come up crazy and strong. One of the strongest things that came up for me were sex, uh, anger, and uh, food. Food was like deep. Food was so deep in there. How I'm gonna prepare this? How I'm gonna buy that? How I'm gonna Khalid, <laughs> focus? <laughs> how I'm gonna do this? Oh, and you start wanting to feel so good about thinking these thoughts, and I, you're not feeling so good. But um, this attachment to shit that's not real, you know, instead of just being with what's real, it's insane. How the brain does that? How everything does that? And there's so much released energy, like when you really let all that go. And I, I'm not I'm not perfect. I know that. It's just the practice that you continue to do and starting again and remembering again over and over and over and over. That's worth it to hold on to those things even and be okay, the coming and going. I am really grateful. I had good days, I had bad days. I came up with some plot for stories, found a space in myself for others. And one thing I want to mention for anyone who doesn't want to try this and is afraid, uh, no one's judging you. Not a single other person over there is judging you. And you get to see really that all the noise that's ever happening in your life is really in yourself that there is stillness there somewhere and also in those hours where you shouldn't or can't move then if you have to then it's fine it's okay no one's gonna come at you with a knife and be like hey why did you move um 
I had a situation, I had two situations, one where I was sitting in half lotus almost, so I had a leg a bit different than the other, a bit forward, it's supposed to be on it, but I put it forward, and my left leg, all of it went completely numb, but in the numb that really hurts, so... It hurt uh, 20 minutes in, had to do an hour, it hurt 20 minutes in, and it kept on hurting a lot. Uh, 30 minutes in, 35 minutes in, 40, I, I really just, I looked at it, and I saw pain, and it's fine. But fuck, it's kept getting worse and worse and worse, and it was the leg where I have the lower back injury, so a part of my brain was then attacking the, the pain, was like, oh, but you know what, fuck this injury, <laughs> fuck this pain. Uh, yeah, fuck you, you deserve to feel bad. I don't know why he was just attacking it a lot. Even though I felt like I wasn't so attached to the attacking, I was attacking. And it would just get worse, you know? Then I'd detach from that and just see it. Be like, okay, I can do a minute more. I can do I can do three more minutes. I can do five more minutes. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to count to 60. I counted to 60. Okay, I'm going to count to 60 again. I counted to 60 again. And then really, I just, I couldn't, I, I genuinely couldn't. So I, this was maybe the fifth or sixth time we did, we did a one hour sitting like that. And I was just like, okay, moved my leg within a minute, maybe less. The pain was all gone, but the meditation continued another 20 minutes, I think. So I'm so glad that I moved because I would not have been able to do two more. Like I really reached a limit. But after like convincing myself I can go a minute longer, a minute longer, a minute, just a tiny bit longer every time, because you can really. And once the pain is gone, it's like it was never there. So remember that. Once the pain was is gone, it's like it was never there. So if it's worth it holding on to the pain a little bit longer, without really holding on, but just remaining, that's something you might be able to do. Another situation was uh, I started the meditation one hour, uh, strong determination, not moving, with a blanket on top of my head going down, covering my shoulders and body. So I'm meditating like this. It was nice to start like that, 10 minutes, and I saw I was getting distracted a lot. I didn't like that the blanket was on my head. It's not, it wasn't like my leg hurting like crazy. It wasn't something crazy i can i could go the entire hour with the blanket on my head that's not a problem but i knew that this blanket right here right now was in the way of me making the most out of this meditation i wasn't meditating right because of it i wasn't paying attention i wasn't focusing it was distracting me so i took a few breaths i stayed with it i saw it staying conscious of every movement i opened my hands which is the thing technically you're not allowed to do and I just held the blanket, moved it around me, adjusted it, held my hands together again, almost same as how they were, and then continued without moving. So that for me was still complete stillness, you know, but I was acting not from anger or hate, or anything. I was just acting from complete wisdom and understanding of where I am without trying to prove anything, without being afraid of being hurt, this is fine. I'm acting from that place of, of love. It's all right. So, thinking you have to be a certain way, sit a certain way as if something is judging you or you're trying to accomplish anything or 
something is keeping score, it's all just another construct or thought, really. So it's fine if you go there and just keep moving, or it's all about the cultivation, it's all about the practice. Find the center near you, dhamma.org, d-h-a-m-m-a.org, and apply when you can apply, and just go, because it's just 10 days of your life. All your life you're moving through everything, all the time, all the damn time, fixing this and fixing that, and worrying about all these outwardly things, when all that's really needed is for you to sit with the one thing that's really there, and it's you. To take that time for that is the most worth thing that anyone can take the time for and do. That's my opinion. I went there thinking I have to fix a million things, and I sat there and realized there's so much in me that just I have to realize. And from that you realize all of all of that I think or thought I needed to fix was just another thought. It was just another thing my mind created. It was just another thing. Sure, you have to act in life and you have to do stuff. We're not far from that. You have to be an active participant in your life. But all of that action and, and everything can come from a realer place. A calmer place that isn't afraid to be hurt, isn't afraid to love, is full of empathy and understanding and can just keep going. So that's why I recommend this experience. That's what I can share from my experience. Uh, there's a few more things, but I think that's fine. I'll mention them here and there. And... They served peanut butter in the morning. <laughs> everyone loved the peanut butter. On the last day, they didn't get any peanut butter and everyone was pissed. Found that funny. And I'm grateful that I went and that I'm here. And that I'm three full years into recording a podcast episode, uploading it a week. So I'm grateful for that too. Keeping up this habit has made me cultivate a different path uh, with my words and my actions and, and their sharpness. That reality is the point mind meets matter. And everything else is the music around it. I love you all. I wish that you can share in my happiness. I wish that you can share in my peace. I wish that you can share in my merits. With that, I wish you a good day and a good life. And peace in yourself and everything around you. Take care.